Okay, okay, okay. Welcome back to the pop. I am your host, Mariah, creator and founder of Mastering Progress, the brand. And we are back. And I'm actually pretty proud of myself because this is going live when I want it to go live. Um, I am holding myself to the standard I hold everyone else to. So we're getting this done when I'm supposed to have it done by. And hopefully no one calls me during this recording um because i will not be happy i do have a really bad headache and so i've been annoyed all day i have been sleeping all day but i got up and i was like we gotta get this done this whole weekend i've just been working i was able to go out to dinner last night which is always nice um at ramsey's kitchen if you haven't gone it's like a nice place to go just to like i really i literally went in my sneakers and leggings and it was fine like i wouldn't sit down on the restaurant side like that but for the bar which is where we went perfectly fine also before we start this episode repping what are your intentions w-a-y-i um by my good friend ray so go check out their page um he's about to have a drop soon he's about to do a bunch of events it's a really meaningful brand let alone um pretty cool uh clothing i also have sweatpants that are so comfortable this is really comfortable and warm and yeah go do that and also if your friends have small businesses or just businesses in general support them please don't be ills like ugh. anywho <laughs> so we're back we're at the second part of this series about adoption and as i stated in the first part of the series November is National Adoption Month, which is um, important to me because I'm adopted and um, my adoption journey is still going on. I um, got some big news this Monday. So um, for me, the adoption journey is ever growing, which is something that a lot of adoptees experience in their lives. And um, so today I really wanted to talk about a term that I brought up on Monday, which is forever families and kind of talk about my forever family. Um, I would like to state that although at this point in time, I am not talking to my parents and we don't have the best relationship. I like to always state I will love and always will love my forever family, will always be appreciative of everything they've done for me. I lived such a privileged life because of them, and I will never take that away from them. I am um, stubborn because of them. I am a hothead because of them. I am a determined, independent person because of them, and no one will ever take that away from me. I have my faith because of them. I have such empathy and um, determination because of them. I I am so thankful for them. Whether or not we're talking or not, my forever family will always be um, my family. I love them. We're we're all stubborn. We all have big heads. It's just it's just what it is. Um, so I wanted to start by saying that because. Um, people who are in my life who know kind of what's going on. I don't want this to come off as, you know, as 
I don't know. I just I just wanted to make that very clear. I love my family. I love and I'm very thankful for everything that they've done. I am very thankful for everything they have made me into today. And honestly, if I didn't have them, I told you guys to not disturb me. But if I didn't have them, I I wouldn't be running all these businesses and doing all the stuff I want to do without them. So that's, that's my thank you to my forever family. Now, <laughs> um, as I stated before, your forever family is who you are raised by. So my forever family was my mother and my father, and then my little brother who we honestly were best friends. We fought like, oh my gosh, some of those fights. You guys would have thought, oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Best friends though. Like I, uh, I am so thankful for my little brother. Um, and we honestly, I, we were, that was, it was the four of us. It was mom, dad, Mariah and Gabe. And, um, I had a built-in best friend from the age of two. So when I was adopted, I was adopted six months after um, I was born. So I was born in October and then I was in foster care for six months. And um, then in February, I was adopted by my mom and my dad. I'm not gonna share their names because I they're very private people. <laughs> Um, and I don't think it's appropriate for me to share their names. Gabe, I talk about all the time though <laughs> and post them on Instagram. So like we're best friends, but, um, for my parents, I'm not going to share their names cause I don't think, uh, they would be happy about that. So their mom and dad. Um, so in February they adopted me at six months. So literally I know no other parents. I've had my mom and my dad since I was six months old. No one remembers anything. I don't remember being in foster care and foster care is a whole nother issue that I think I can, I know I can't even speak on, but I know it's an, an issue in America, especially that is a whole nother topic for a whole nother time for a whole nother audience with other people who actually experienced it. I experienced it, but it was six months. I don't remember anything. So, um, Maria, I, goodness gracious, I'm talking in the third person. I do that a lot, but anywho, um, at six months, I went home to my mom and my dad. I was adopted from New York, raised in New Jersey for the first part of my life. And I was raised like very closely with my cousins and my aunts and my grandma. My grandma's the best. I know everyone says their grandmas are the best, but my grandma is the best. Um, I was raised in the church and heavily with, um, the Christian. I honestly, we went to a lot of different denominational churches. Uh, so I always just say I'm Christian. I don't 
I was never Catholic church except for when I went to high school um, because I went to an all girls Catholic school, but I, I wasn't really raised in the Catholic church and the other churches, they were all different denominations. And like my dad was raised Catholic. I think my mom, I'm not really sure what they were raised because my grandfather was a deacon. My grandmother is a reverend. Like, I don't know what churches those fall into, but very influential people in the church, very influential people in my life. I, um, my grandmother honestly got me through some tricky times. I was not the best kid. And sometimes I would be sent to her house because my mother needed a break from me and I needed a break from her. And so off to grandma's house we went, but, um, I will say that as a family unit, I mean, we looked great from the outside and I definitely think that was very important for my parents is to make sure we looked great and happy and everything. And we definitely weren't not, I don't think any family is there's so many dynamics and everything but i think something for me was that yes these are my parents and people kept telling me oh my gosh you look so much like your mom and i not to hurt her but just to be like i can't like you're wrong it was more of a you're wrong situation than a i don't like my mother situation and i think sometimes she took it that way but i would say no, I don't because like, she's not, we, she didn't, I didn't come out of her. Like she didn't make me, she's my mom. Yes. But I don't look like her because I can't look like her because I was adopted was my response to a lot of people. And I think that might've hurt her feelings sometimes. So I'm sorry, mom, for that. Oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry. <gasps> I forgot my champagne. Oh, next week. Anywho, so um, people were always like, oh my gosh, you look like your mom. And I'm like, I can't look like my mom because uh, I'm adopted. And then everyone would go into the, like, oh my gosh, do you know your real parents? And then I'd be like, they are my real parents. And no, I don't know my biological parents. Thank you very much. Um, so it was definitely a hard relationship to tackle i think for everyone because i always felt the kind of on the outside of the family because i knew i knew nothing about um where i came from and who i was and and you know what um I don't know. I, I just didn't know. And for me, a, a big thing in my life, and I, I've noticed it through therapy, is that I need to know things. I don't like being left out because uh, I've always been lied to or not told the whole truth. And then when I find out, I'm even more upset because I'm like, well, if I knew this from the beginning, then I wouldn't be in this situation right now. So not knowing who my biological parents were 
and not knowing where I get certain tendencies from or not knowing, um, you know, why I look the way I do was definitely a toll that was taken on me. And I definitely took it out on my parents. Um, and it was, I, I can't talk on their experience. I can talk on how I felt based off of how they were treating me. And I definitely feel like they just didn't know what to do with me half the time. <laughs> Um, because there were things that were different about me and obviously I didn't get it from them. So they didn't know what to do or how to respond or how to handle, um, a few things about me and it caused a lot of tension and issues. And, uh, I wouldn't say it was handled correctly at all. Like I will never say that that was handled correctly. And I, I'm not sure if they feel bad about how they handled it, but it was handled incorrectly. And I will state that blatantly and clearly, but I will also say that, I mean, I was a kid, so how was I supposed to know how to handle this situation? I, I was a kid. I wasn't given resources to necessarily process all of this until I in my later teens and I was told that I had an issue because I didn't know how to process all of these emotions and thoughts. And I found out that there were resources for me from my agency on how to process this, but um I that kind of was hidden from me. But anyway, um I will say that my forever family, we, I, I never had to want for anything. I did not. I had my own room. I had a bunch of toys. I never wanted for food. We had like great nannies. We got to do horseback riding, piano lessons, dance lessons, gymnastics, basketball, um, track. Don't even get me started on track. At one point, we were doing track in the morning and then track after school. Two track practices after school. Never again. I will never, ever, ever. That was the most disgusting time of my life. Anyway. But I had to stay in shape, is what I was told. So, anywho, um, we went on trips every summer. We got to visit um, my dad's home in Africa for a couple of months, and that was an experience. Um, I got to go to college. My brother got to go to college. We. I went to a couple of private schools and Montessori schools. Like I was so blessed and I am still so blessed. Um, As I stated before, our relationship might not be the best right now. And hopefully one day it can be um, if people are open to that. But. Oh gosh, I'm zoning out. I am so sorry. 
Um, but I think it takes a lot for forever families to kind of get to the point of being okay. I think no matter how well you're treated on the emotional and physical side of raising a child that's not your own and having parents that are not biologically related to you, it's always going to be hard because there's going to be a disconnect. I I don't think there's ever not going to be a disconnect. There's going to be a disconnect and it's up to the parents especially to foster that openness around that disconnect, but making sure it doesn't grow and grow and grow as the child gets older. And I think that's something that needs to be worked on across the board. Except the fact there's a disconnect. It's okay. That's fine. That's a part of adoption, but you can't let that continue to grow because you're frustrated and don't know how to deal with it. Um, And I think that it's very important for forever families to understand that you will always be that child's parent. You will always be the people that they know loved and raised them, but you also have to allow them to explore being adopted. It's, 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 like some parents just want to hide the fact that they're adopted. They want to end it there, have the conversation you're adopted, end it there. But you have to let them explore that side of their life and explore the fact that there are all these feelings and emotions and thoughts and things going on inside of them that they don't understand and they need to process. And if they can't process it correctly, it's going to come off the wrong way <laughs> and come out in um, behaviors that are not decent because my behavior was terrible. I was, I was a, not a terrible child. I will never tell that to little me. I will tell her that she needs to get her act together because some of her nonsense, oh gosh. I mean, I, I'm, I fully agree with my parents. I was a a bit much and (laughs) whoo. Definitely put a lot of stress on them, but that's what a parent is. So anywho, that is why I'm not one at this time. Um, what else? My honestly, and I'm, I, like I said, love my parents, love my little brother, love my cousins. We have a cousin group chat. I talk, I call and talk to them. I try to, I was doing it once a week at one point and it was like my Mariah check-in. Um, and now I'm kind of busy, so we'll go with once a month. But like, those are my, that's my family. Love them to death. We're all over the U.S. I want to have a cousin compound so like we can raise our kids together. Um, holidays with them, amazing. I have an amazing family. My aunt and my uncles, honestly, they, they've made me who I am. I don't, shoot. That's my family and I will forever love them. And I, I, that's how I treat them. And I think it's very important for people to understand who are not adopted that, especially in a closed adoption, that's all we know most of the time, especially when we're adopted at such a young age. That's all we know. That is my family. I don't care what you say, but you have this other family. 
No, I really don't. I have a biological family that maybe one day I'll create a relationship with, but I don't have any other family. That's my family. And they're stuck with me. (laughs) Um, Whether they want to or not. Especially my cousins and my little brother and my grandma and my parents and my aunt and uncle. All of them. They're stuck with me. And my nonsense and all my wild dreams. And they've supported me all along the way. So once again, like I, my forever family has given me so much, has given me my faith, has given me my determination, my stubbornness, my big head, my, you know, little bit of dramaticness. Sorry. Um, not sorry because I wouldn't be who I am today without them. So love them all. We're all a bit crazy. We are all a bit crazy. Me and my forever family, we're all a bit crazy. If you meet us and we're all in one place together, (laughs) watch out. That's all I have to say. But yeah, I think, um, everyone's, like I said, everyone's forever family is different. Everyone's forever family is going to change and, you know, you kind of just go with it and know that those are the people who love you and will always love you. And, um, that's kind of it. Um, so yeah, so next week we'll continue this series on adoption and talk about something else. And then the fourth week, I do have a huge announcement. So I'm looking forward to that. And yeah, I hope all of you have a great week. And I hope this series is kind of helping people understand more about adoption and more about the views from an adoptee. And I will talk to you guys soon.